We'd like to welcome everybody into God's house this morning. This uh, beautiful day that God's given us and we call Palm Sunday, the Sunday before Easter Sunday, and we're glad to have everybody in the house this morning. Uh, glad to have every visitor with us. And we've got some folks that haven't been able to be here for a while, been gone, and God's blessed you to come back. We want to say welcome to you. Just uh, good to see you and good to have you and glad you're here with us this morning. We thank the Lord for Sunday school this morning. It's uh, certainly a blessing. And we might just use this as a, a time to invite you. Uh, if you haven't been coming to Sunday school, uh, you've been missing some good blessings and some good information. And uh, we just appreciate our Sunday school teachers. Uh, we appreciate each one of them that teaches. We've just been uh, blessed so much. And so I'd like to read a uh, scripture this morning from the book of Isaiah. Uh, chapter 1, and then I want to read one verse in uh, the book of John. So you just pray and we'll get to that. It just come on my heart to read that too. In uh, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And then Jesus says in uh, John 3 and 3, he's talking to Nicodemus. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, which means truly, truly, I say to thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So let's all stand for just a moment as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your tender mercies. Uh, God, thank you for what we've already felt being here today. Thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit, and thank you for the fellowship that we feel. Thank you for the joy that we feel even in seeing people come into the house of God. Lord, how good you are to us and how much you bless us. God, you're such a wonderful God, and we thank you for all that you do for us. God, we pray today for this service. God, please help us. Lord, we need your help this morning, and we need the Holy Spirit to go out and speak to people's hearts and God, we pray that you would invite folks to an all repentance. Help us to worship you in spirit and in truth this morning. We ask it all in Jesus' precious name, and amen. You may be seated. We turn over to the choir. Brother Taylor. Page 
come to all or just come right now while she's singing. Amen. Thank the Lord for the wonderful spirit and the wonderful singing and the wonderful privilege of being in God's house this morning. It's just it's a thrill to be here. And once again, I want to say thank you to every person that's come. I appreciate you being here and thank God that he's allowed us all to be here. Let's all stand, if you would. If you've got a, an unspoken request, just raise your hand and show it. Amen. A lot to pray for. Amen. And, uh, Somebody have a prayer request to make before we pray. Amen. You made a request, and I appreciate you making it uh, for Joyce Mason and Arnie. I really pray for them. Uh, she's been back in the hospital and then back out, and uh, but she's got things going on. Really pray pray for them. Uh, pray for. Uh, Roy Hunt's uh, 
uh, wife and pray for that family. She's been in and out of the hospital. And, uh, somebody else got a prayer request. Mike's got a stress test Tuesday morning. She didn't hear that James Golden uh, from down in Kentucky. Asked, uh, he sent a message through Brother Billy Ray asking us to pray for his wife. She's got to have uh, open heart surgery. Uh, yeah, pray for them. Amen. Someone else. that God would speak with a powerful Holy Ghost message to the hearts of the lost. And uh, Lord, I'd like to see somebody get saved this morning. Someone else. for a friend that their son fell down in a ravine and really needs your prayers. Pray for that. Any more? Anything else before we pray? that. Anything else? Pray for the folks that uh, suffered from the damage from the storms, whether property-wise or life or health or whatever. Just pray for them. Anything else? If not, I'm going to ask Brother Billy over here, please.
singing a song now. If you've got a song on your heart to sing now, we sure uh, appreciate you following the Lord. If he's give you a song, we appreciate you singing it. Let's mind the Lord. Anybody? I'm just pausing for a minute, not trying to delay things, but I just thought somebody might have a song. Let's pray. It's uh, good to be home. Uh, been gone for the whole winter, and uh, uh, we got home Tuesday night, and uh, was able to come to church Wednesday. And what a blessing just to be able to come to church uh, uh, and see our people. And uh, I know a lot of people have talked about the storms last night or Friday night, and uh, we just we're so lucky to be home and and be right there in the middle of it. And uh, I got the alert on my phone that woke me up, and I kind of laid there for a little bit waiting for, uh, you know, to see if I really thought we needed to go downstairs because we sleep upstairs. And um, the more I laid there, I didn't want to wake Jackie up. She takes, you know, some medication at night, and she's been having a lot of trouble. I'll just remember her and pray for her. But uh, it kept getting louder and louder and louder. And uh, it got to the point where I knew that we needed to go. And I grabbed her and I said, get downstairs now. Um, people talk about tornadoes sounding like freight trains. And I can tell you that that's the truth. Um, except maybe about tenfold. Um, and Jay can probably attest to this. About the only thing I've ever heard that was anywhere near to this loud was, was at the refinery when we had the explosion and a 600-pound steam line. 36 inch, 600 pound steam line separated. Um, and it absolutely deafening. Um, and at the refinery, um, we always trained our people um, and prepared them for disasters, basically. And you gotta fall back on what you've trained on and how you prepared and what you're ready. Because you don't have time to think 
a lot of times during that. You just got to fall back on what you know. Um, and when this storm hit and we got downstairs, the instance we got downstairs, our front porch got ripped off of our house. The tree landed. Um, and it, it brought to me right then, uh, you know, I didn't have time to kneel down and pray for God to save me. But I prepared back when I was 18 years old for that for that day. If it was going to be that day, I was prepared. Um, and like I say, it, it was deafening for a little bit, and then it got silent, got calm again. God brought us through it. Uh, when we went outside, we had some major damage. Um, some of the lawn furniture that we have, we have the outdoor lawn furniture sitting on our front porch. We have two windows. And... They weigh probably 50 pounds a piece. They're rocker gliders. They were 50 feet. Sorry, Penny. <laughs> they were 50 feet out in the out in the yard, all you know, crumbled up and up on top of each other. Under the other window, we have a little planter that weighs maybe five pounds. And when I got out there and we started moving things, and I saw that furniture out there, I was like, oh my gosh, that wind and that the tornado took that stuff off my front porch before the roof came down, because the roof was, was flat. Um, and that little planter never moved. Five pounds, it never moved. 50 pounds, it took them and threw them. And it got me thinking, that's how God does with us. As frail as we are, when we go through the storms of life, when we go through the trouble, He's got us. He's right there. I'm going to hold you right here while tor I mean, tornadoes, crazy things in life happen. God's got us right in his hands. And we just got to look to him. And I pray that if you don't have that, because you don't know when your time's going to come, and you may not have time to kneel down and try to pray, that you prepare today and you get ready. So let's pray for us. I don't know how this story will end. Pray for me. I've been there in the lowest of times. I've had questions in my mind and I've been but I know that I have a Savior who knows right where I am and where I'm in the midst of all the problems and burdens of this life I will call upon the one who Get me through the night. Lord, hold my hand in the middle of my storm. When I'm reaching down, Lord, help me to stand. When the waves are crashing round, may I keep my eyes on you. Cause Lord, can help me get through the middle of my storm. 
I don't know how this story will end. I didn't see this in the plans you had for me. But I know that I can trust in the one who's working all things for my side I will keep my eyes on Jesus till my faith becomes sight Lord hold my hand in the middle of my storm when I'm sinking down Lord help me to stand when the waves are crashing round on you cause Lord you're the only one who can help me get through the middle of my storm Lord you're greater than my problems greater than my fears you are greater than my weakness greater than my tears storm when I'm sinking down Lord help me to stand when the waves are crashing round may I keep my eyes on you cause Lord you're the only one who can help me get through you are the only one who can help me get middle of my storm the middle of my different thought than Dale on those storms and I know Dale had this same thought but um, I thought to myself I can't ever remember a time in my life when I had a bigger storm than when I was a young 13 and 14 year old boy running from the Lord and wouldn't lay my life down to him at an altar of repentance and get saved I can't imagine a bigger storm in my life but I'm glad that the I'm glad that the God of all creation and the Savior of my soul brought me out of that storm. I'm glad about that. I'm glad he didn't just leave me like that. He showed me a way out. Wow. 
I've not always been faithful, but he has. I've not always been graceful, but he has. I've not always been true, but he's always come through. He has, yes, he has. I tell him I'm not strong, and he says I am. I say I can't go on, he says I can. Though I'm not the better one, I've not always overcome, but he has, yes, he has. He has been the greatest friend this world. Yeah.
Amen. Thank the Lord for those songs. Appreciate them. Anybody else have a song on your heart? Not please pray very earnestly. I'd like to look into the 12th chapter of the book of John. And uh, I'll just uh, start reading at verse 1 and uh, read down through uh, verse 13. And so I just uh, pray real hard. And uh, I would encourage you if you're here today and uh, you know already that you're not in the spot you need to be in for the Lord, that your relationship in Jesus Christ is not the relationship that God wants it to be and would make it better for your life. If you realize it already, try to purpose in your heart right now that if God would speak to you, that you're going to obey him. And uh, we need to obey the Lord. Okay, here in uh, uh, John chapter 12, verse 1. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus uh, was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Uh, then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief, and he had the bag and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone against the day of my burying has she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he'd raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And so, as you can see, this is just uh, a few days before Jesus was crucified. Uh, the next Sunday was Easter Sunday. And uh, so uh, things are coming to a head. Uh, Jesus, uh, knowing all this, uh, nothing was a surprise to him. Uh, he took time to uh, go down to Bethany and uh, visit with uh, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And they had a meal together down there. Uh, great things going on. And uh, then we see Mary that took this ointment and uh, anointed him with it. And uh, then we see Judas that complained about her anointing him with it. And so as we see this picture... And as we look at the things that happen, uh, there are some good things that happen and some uh, bad things that were said, and uh, life's like that. Sometimes on the road of life, there's maybe a good things happening and then bad things will happen. Uh, you get lifted up, and then you kind of get down in the valley. And so uh, I said, I really uh, read this to get down to that last verse that I read uh, about where the people took the palm trees and went forth to meet him in Christ, Hosanna. And uh, I'd like to use a subject today, uh, Palms of Victory. 
And uh, the word Hosanna, uh, I always knew that was an expression of praise, but I never really looked it up as far as I could remember. Uh, but it meant, uh, Savior, I adore you. Uh, what a praise that is, Hosanna. I'm telling you, Hosanna. So uh, we see down here, uh, they were, uh, the Jews wanted to kill Lazarus because uh, Jesus had raised him from the dead and uh, people could see that he was alive and he was a real testimony and uh, they wanted him out of the picture. Well, of course, they wanted Jesus out of the picture. And uh, they might have uh, thought along the way that they'd won the victory, but uh, Jesus was in the process of doing what he and God had planned before the world was. And praise God, uh, God didn't have to uh, stop and figure something out to do for us, but it was real in the mind of God before that Adam ever breathed his first breath that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Lamb of God, was going to come into the world and live and suffer at the hands of evil men and die for mine and your sins. And so you pray real hard. And so go down here again. Uh, when Jesus came down here, and uh, I like this, said much people that were come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. Uh, another little simple thought. Uh, I had never really uh, occurred to me or hit me this strong before, but it, it really stood out to me when I was studying this recently. When it talks about on the next day, much people that were come to the feast, I thought, wonder how many people uh, didn't even come to the feast. Uh, because there was a lot of these people, and, and it doesn't say everybody that came to the feast did this. Uh, I even wondered about that. I thought there might have been some people that came down to the feast that was planning on uh, praising Jesus uh, like the rest of the folks did. They might have stopped just short of putting the palm trees down. Uh, but I'm telling you what, I'd like to ask you today, uh, don't stop short of anything. What God wants you to do, do that. And so they, the pe many of the people, much of the people that said they were coming to the feast, when they heard Jesus was coming, they took the branches of palm trees, went forth to meet him, and cried, Hosanna! Uh, praise God! Uh, Savior, I adore you! And why would they use palm branches for that? Well, Palm branches have been traditional back through the ages. You can look in history. Uh, palm uh, branches uh, down through the ages. A lot of times when a king was being able to be uh, put in office, when they was a new king coming into the country, uh, the people would put the palm branches down. And over in the book of Matthew, it also says that when Jesus came down through here, it said people took their garments and laid it down in the road in front of him. That was a sign that he is the king. Uh, well, back through history, when they did that, uh, they might have been recognizing a good king, but they never had recognized a king like this one. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And so uh, a palm tree, uh, now I won't dwell on that too much. You've probably heard me preach a few times on the palm tree uh, back in the past. But uh, just to remind you, there are hundreds of uses uh, for the material in a palm tree. And uh, every uh, iota of a material that comes out of a palm tree, whether it's the leaf or the branches or, or, the, or the, the bark of the tree or the wood of the tree or the root of the tree, every bit of the palm tree uh, has a good use. Well, I'm going to tell you what, uh, that's the way God's people are. That's the way the church is. Uh, that's, that's the way God fixed it. That's why the psalmist could say, uh, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. 
Boy, praise God. Uh, I, I want to be one of them that's putting the palm branches down where Jesus comes through. Let me ask you today. Uh, have you ever recognized that Jesus is the Christ? Have you ever trusted him as the Savior of your soul? If you haven't, uh, I'll tell you, you need to get him today. And listen, uh, it uh, worries me sometimes. Uh, people that's been safe maybe uh, a little while, some a long while. Uh, it worries me sometimes when it seems to me, and I don't know anybody's heart, but sometimes uh, I wonder, and it seems like to me, how much interest uh, do people really have in telling the story of Jesus? How much interest do people really have in letting their light shine? Uh, we, as God's people, uh, we need uh, to be putting out the palm branches. Uh, we need to be putting out the palms of victory. We have got some victory. Let me share a scripture in the seventh chapter of Revelation over here. Uh, uh, this is talking about uh, when the tribes were being sealed. But listen to this. Verse seven or verse nine in chapter seven, Revelation. The writer here, John said, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, listen to this, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb. Uh, we know that's the throne of God and the Lamb of God. They stood before him, uh, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Uh, they were waving uh, the sign of victory. When this whole world is crashing down on us, uh, when the storm that you fellas was talking about, when the storms of life are raging, I've got somebody that stands by me. Uh, I don't know uh, what's coming next. Uh, sometimes uh, I get bewildered. Uh, you know, I've been in this uh, way a long time, uh, but I don't know what today holds. I don't know what tomorrow holds, uh, but praise God, uh, I know who holds tomorrow. Uh, he's mine and I'm his, uh, and I want to wave the palms of victory. Uh, why, preacher, uh, uh, what have you got to be so victorious about? Uh, uh, Jay, I've got victory down in my soul. Uh, I may not accomplish a lot in this life naturally, uh, but if I can uh, live for the Lord, uh, I'd like for the, my last days uh, to be my best ones. And when I leave, I'd like to leave a testimony behind. Uh, uh, praise God. There's people that's gone before us here. Uh, I, I've been here, you folks know I've been here almost 50 years, uh, but actually I got saved and joined this church when I was 12 years old. And all down through the ages, uh, there's people that's been waving uh, the palms of victory, been testifying about God's grace. I've got people that's been dead and gone a long time that their palms of victory is still waving in my life, Blaine. Uh, praise God. Uh, we can do that. We can wave the palms of victory. We can uh, be here. We can be this. After this, I beheld and this great number that stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes. Well, preacher, uh, when are you going to get your white robe? I got news for you. I already got it on. You might say, well... Uh, you've lost your mind. That's a black or a blue suit. Uh, that can't be a white robe. Uh, that's not where I wear my white robe at. Uh, uh, this is a beautiful suit. I love it. But oh, my white robe, it's on my soul. I, I've talked to people, not trying to insult anybody. I've talked to people, said, I can't wait to get my white robe. Well, you better get it down here. Uh, that's where you get your white robe at. Uh, once I was clothed in the rags of my sin. Uh, I was clothed uh, in the rags of my sin. I was dirty. 
and I was on my way to hell. Uh, but when I came to that altar as a 12-year-old boy and I trusted Jesus, I, I'm telling you what, uh, it's amazing to me still. Uh, son, I can't explain altogether how it happened, uh, but I know it happened. Uh, boy, I appreciate you uh, praying real hard. Uh, listen, uh, God is able to raise you up. Uh, he's able to change you uh, from dirt uh, uh, to cleanliness. He's able to change you uh, from death to life. Uh, he's able to change you uh, from everything that's bad to everything. Brother Kenny, that's good. Boy, I got, I've got something to wave the victory with today. Now, you just keep praying. Uh, let me get on this little boy a little bit more down here. The clothed with white robes and palms in her hand. And listen to what they said. And cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sit us on the throne, and unto the Lamb. Boy, we can praise the God we serve. We can praise the Lamb. Listen, let me ask you this today. Have you ever been saved? I, I really believe there's some folks here that's never been saved. I, I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just going by how you act and what you've told me and the burden that I've got in my heart for you. I'm telling you what, whatever your circumstances in life, uh, uh, put that aside and, and come to Jesus this morning. Uh, I've talked to people all down uh, through the ages. They'd say to me, well, preacher, uh, I would have liked to come, but you don't, you don't understand. I've got this I have to fix first. I've got that I have to fix first. Uh, I've got something else I have to do. And let me tell you what, you need to seek the Lord first and then let him help you with the rest of this stuff. God's able. Uh, you and I can't uh, figure it out. Uh, God already knows what needs to be done. And listen. God that was wise enough uh, to make the heavens and the earth, uh, God that was wise enough uh, to make a plan of salvation, uh, God that was loving enough to give his only begotten son to die on the cross and raise him from the dead. I'm telling you what, when he speaks to us, we ought to acknowledge that that's God and we ought to obey the Lord. Uh, we can't uh, figure out something better than God did. What I'm trying to say is God never does speak to the heart at the wrong time. He never does speak to the heart at the wrong place. He never never does uh, speak to the heart incorrectly. When God speaks, uh, that's what we need to do. Let me uh, let me go back into the book of Ezekiel for a little while. In the first chapter of the book of Ezekiel, I won't turn there and read it, but I might read some from the 41st chapter. But in the, the first chapter of Ezekiel, Ezekiel said, I was with the captives down by the river Chebar. That's Ezekiel 1 and 1. I was with the captives down by the river of Chibar. Uh, he was a, a prisoner, and he was with the captives. They were down by the Chibar River. Uh, boy, uh, I can uh, picture his frustration and probably his sadness. Oh, but something happened. Something happened. He said, but then the heavens were open, and I saw the visions of God. I'm telling you what, uh, God can show us some things uh, that illuminates life for us and helps us. And, and all through these visions, uh, in the midst of these visions, uh, God uh, showed Ezekiel a great temple. Now, uh, there's a lot of information. I'm not going to uh, try to get all the details, but there's a few facts here that I do want to get. But down in the 40th chapter of Ezekiel, it talks about, uh, it talks about the outer court and the inward court uh, around the outside of the temple, and that's real important. Uh, well, let me tell you this. If you're going to ever get into the temple, uh, you're going to have to come through the court uh, and through the door uh, to get in the temple. You know, just like we all came here today, uh, we came up on the portico and we came uh, through the foyer and then we came uh, through the double doors back there and then we got in the house just on a natural level. Well, one time when I was a lost boy, I was on the outside in sin and I'm telling you what, the church moved and uh, the church, uh, oh, they moved in power in the Holy Spirit. I guess I could go back to say they were waving 
the palm branches. Now, they were letting their light shine. And, and I come up through their midst, and they showed me where the door was at. Boy, I want to get back to this. Now, I'm getting ahead of myself if I don't. Let me now get back to this here, uh, down here in the 41st uh, chapter of the book of Ezekiel. And it talks about this. I'll just pick up uh, in verse 16. And the doorposts and the narrow windows and the galleries round about on the three stories over against the door sealed with wood round about. And listen to this. And from the ground up to the windows, and the windows were covered to that above the door, even to the inner house, and without, and by all the wall round about and within and out with measure. And listen to this. Listen to how it was made. And it was made with cherubims and palm trees. And get this. Let me give you a picture as good as I can. So that a palm tree was between a cherub and a cherub. Every cherub had two faces. So that the face of a man was toward the palm tree on the one side and the face of a young lion toward the palm tree on the other side. It was made through all the house round about. So uh, this picture here, and now a cherub, uh, that's an angel of mercy. And so you can just picture the structure of this. Here was an angel of mercy, and here was a palm tree, and here was another angel of mercy. Well, uh, listen to this. Boy, I like this back when it was talking about this, a cherub and a cherub, so that the face of a man was toward the palm tree on the one side. The face of a young lion was toward the palm tree on the other side. Well, if we're looking at uh, the palm tree as the church, and we're looking at the angel of mercy as the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, why would he have two faces, preacher? Well, we see him at two ways. Uh, we see him as a man that was born of a virgin, uh, laid in a manger. Uh, uh, he went down by the shores of Galilee, healed the sick and raised the dead. Uh, and we see him as a man uh, that got beaten and smitten, uh, that had crown of thorns on his head. We see him as a man that was pierced in the side. We see him as a man uh, that was nailed to an old rugged cross. Uh, well, that's the one face. Uh, that's the face of the man. Now, what's the other face? Uh, that's the face of a young lion. Uh, we could say the lion of the tribe of Judah. Uh, he had all power in heaven and earth. Uh, Mike, if he'd have had, uh, if he'd have had the will to, uh, when they was getting ready to nail him on the cross, uh, he could have destroyed the world and set himself free. But instead, he endured the cross. Instead of setting himself free, he set me free. That's why I can wave my palm of victory. I've got victory in my soul. I'm on my way to heaven. And so praise God, praise God, I'm glad for victory that's in my soul. And so down here, the cherub on the one side, the cherub on the other side, the palm tree in the middle, and it was made all the way around the door from the ground up. Woo! Boy, I'm glad it come all the way down to the ground. Brother Ray, if it wouldn't have come to the ground, he'd have missed me. Woo! Boy, I palms of victory. I got victory in my soul. If you want Jesus, you can have him. And so that's probably enough preaching. I'll get your song ready. Uh, praise God today. If you're not saved and you die, you're going to hell. Oh, preacher, that's awful rough. It's just true. You don't have to die and go to hell. You can get saved. Let's all stand up. You can get saved by the grace of God. You can get Jesus in your soul. Uh, you can have the angel of mercy around you. Uh, you can have the palms in your hand. You can wave them. You can tell people about Jesus. If you're lost, you need to get saved so you can do that. If you're saved, you need to get on fire for God. Let me ask you a question today. Are you really interested in other people getting saved? Are you really interested in a church prospering? 
Are you really interested in letting your light shine? Are you really interested in sacrificing yourself to help others? That's what we need to be as Christians. Sing when you're ready. If you're lost, you need to come. If you're lost, you need to come to Jesus. Come on now. Let's obey the Lord. Let's let God help us this morning. All my circumstances getting away. Well, I tell you what, put them to the side a little bit. Come to Jesus and let him help you with your circumstances. We've got a God that's big enough to help us with our problems and our circumstances and our situations. God can help us, lead us through the paths that seem tangled up. Life has a lot of paths that seem all tangled up. But God can straighten them out. God can straighten them out. Would you come today? Please come. Come and let God have his way in your life. Come on. Somebody needs to pray today. And I, I feel like I know who some of you are. But the important thing is you do know who you are. You need to come. Come and pray. If you don't want to say anything, you don't have to. But if God wants you to, that'd be good to do it. But it's up to you. Between you and the Lord. Will you please come right now? Please come right now. Why stand back? Why put the Lord back? Why say no to him? Would you please come right now? Boy, my heart's aching. It's heavy. You don't have to be an outlaw to need to come to the altar. No, you don't. It doesn't mean you're a bad person if you come to the altar, heaven forbid. I'm sure glad I've been to the altar. And I've been to the altar more than once. I've had to come and repent a few times. or I needed to and I did. I'm glad I did. But what about you? Where you at right now? We're not here to embarrass you or put you on the spot. or We're not here to hurt you anyway. But we love you. God loves you. When those people that came to the feast, would you like to be at the feast? There's one going on. You can have part of it. And would you like to wave those palm branches and throw them on the way where Jesus is coming? They identified that a king was coming down the road. Is, is your life and your deeds and your words and your attitudes, are they identifying to those around you that there's a king present? Well, who is it, preacher? It's Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's with us today spiritually. And when we live for him, it shows up in our life. Please come today. Please come and pray. Oh, surely there's folks needing to come. Well, I hardly know what to do or which way to go or what to say. I can feel the Lord here mighty powerful. I feel, are you willing today to let God have his way in your life? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I, I'm not going to do that. I, I don't want to put anybody on that spot. I'm not asking you to raise your hands, understand. But if I did, if I was to have said, 
everybody here today that's willing to let God lead you and you want to follow him with your whole heart and you want that to be from here on out would you have felt like raising your hand would you have felt like it, that would be how you really feel <clears throat> somebody would say well I wanted to raise my hand <clears throat> but I just couldn't someone will say I wanted to raise my hand but maybe I'll do it later come on Somebody needs to come and pray. Come on. I walk up the aisle with you if, you, if it'll help you. Please come. Come on. Come and let's pray today. Let's talk to Jesus today. Let's obey the Lord God today. Right here, right now. Come on. Please come. <coughs> Please come. Please come. Don't let anything hold you back. Please come. Come on. Come on. Come on. I won't embarrass you or put you on the spot. But I love you. God loves you. He's wanting you to come to him today. Please come. Please come right now. Please come right now. I expect there's people who need to join this church. Paul said, and Paul's, hell, he's such a great man, wrote most of the books in the New Testament. He said, when I would do good, evil is present with me. Well, I know what he's talking about. Whenever God wants me to do something, there's something there, and it's, of course it's the old devil saying to me, ah, don't do that. Uh, no, that might seem a little silly, or, or maybe not right now, or uh, you're too shy, or maybe somewhere else or something else. Uh, I want everybody to bow your heads close your eyes for just a minute. <clears throat> if you're here today and you're not saved and you know you need to be and you'd like the prayers of the church, I'm not going to embarrass you or point you out, but if you're here today and you're not saved, know you need to be. You want the prayers of the church. Would you just simply raise your hand up and say, oh, I appreciate that hand. I appreciate that hand. Would there be another one? I appreciate that hand. Thank you for that. Would there be another one? Would there be another one? Okay, just one more maybe. I thought one more might raise your hand. I appreciate you thinking about raising it. Okay, now you that are 
out of fellowship, would you raise your hand saying, pray for me, I need to get in. I need to do more than I'm doing. I need to get in and get on fire for God. Is there anybody raise your hand like that? Would you raise your hand like that? Just saying, pray for me. I'm not where I need to be with the Lord, and I want to I wanna really get in. I appreciate that hand. Would there be one more? Okay. Well, I never did this before, but is there somebody here that's really wrestling with joining this church and maybe trying to make sure you kind of feel like you ought to, and, uh, but you just kind of wrestling with it? Would you raise your hand and pray for me? Well, I appreciate that hand. Sure do. Appreciate that hand. Would there be another one? Would there be another one? Okay, just keep your heads down and eyes closed. And as the piano continues to play softly, and I don't ever remember doing this before, and I question it, but it's on my heart. If you're here and you're needing to move and you're worried about people seeing you step out, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you feel like coming to the altar, I'm going to ask you to come on right now while the piano's playing softly. You mean preacher with heads bowed and eyes closed? Yeah, I just, I've never done that before, but that come on my heart two or three times. If you're here, nobody will see you step out. Of course, when you get to the altar, I'll have them raise up and come pray with you, but uh, you don't need to be worried about being embarrassed. People aren't going to see you. So will you just come on right now? Just come on right now. Please come right now with heads bowed and eyes closed. If God's speaking to your heart, whatever it is, if it's to get saved or rededicate your life or join the church, would you just come on? Okay, raise your heads up and open your eyes. Sing again when you get ready. I think I got a song we're going to sing. And boy, my heart's so burdened and so heavy. I'm so happy this morning at the way the Holy Spirit's moving and God's speaking to people's hearts. But my heart's so sad that it seems that people are turning the Lord away. Seems that way. Must be. While they sing this song, sing whenever you get ready. While they sing this song, I'm going to ask you to, with God's help, with God's help, I'm going to ask you to come on. I'm going to ask you to come on. With God's help, God's spirit to help. I know you can feel him. How about just trusting him enough? You think God can do stuff? You think he's all powerful? I'm not asking you to raise your hand. Surely everybody believes God's all powerful. Surely everybody here believes God loves him. Why would we hesitate then on coming if he's called? I can't call you and I can't see your heart. I, I can't guarantee God's calling you. I just have my opinion. But you're the one that knows. When God's calling you, you know. The devil will tell you it's not God, but deep down you'll know. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Right now. Come on. Let's walk with Jesus. Let's throw down the palm branches. Let's walk with him down the road. Let's let people know it's Jesus. Let's let people know we're with him. I'm with Jesus. I'm with Jesus. I want people to know I'm with Jesus. Would you come? Come on. Please come. Have you been saved by his grace? Bought with the price. Come on. 
Amen. Well, you can Amen. tell them that I am redeemed. I'll tell of Listen. his favor and I'll tell of his love and I'll tell Amen. of his goodness yeah. Will you do it? Me. Are you willing? Will you do it? He purchased my redemption yeah. with his own precious Amen. blood. Thank you, Jesus. And from sin, yeah. I've been set free. Amen. that testimony. Praising God for saving our soul. Well, I'm telling you, we can do that. If we're saved by God's grace and we're in fellowship with the Lord, uh, we can praise Him for saving our soul. Thank God for that. That's wonderful. Someone else? Anybody? I guess I've gone as far as I know to go, and I appreciate uh, God helping us and leading us giving us some meat and he's given us this morning. Uh, anything else? Anything else? Good. Appreciate that. Somebody else? Anybody? All right, you'll be seated with Trinol for the announcements. been invited to a centennial celebration from Meldrum Missionary Baptist Church just down just outside of Middlesboro. Uh, they are having a 100-year celebration on Saturday the 27th of May um, and let me see here it's going to be at 11 a.m. that's where uh, Pastor Richard Barnett is at so we'll announce that again but uh, They've invited us to be to get up to that, so let's remember that. If some of us can go, I'm sure that'd be a blessing. Fusion Chapel, uh, 
Missionary Baptist Church is having an ordination service April 22nd. They're ordaining Brother Harv Ledford into the ministry. Uh, and uh, they want the ordained men there at 5.30 service at 6. Providence Missionary Baptist Church is having an ordination the following week, April the 29th. They're ordaining Brother Todd Helton as a deacon. And uh, they're going to start at 6, but they'd like the ordained council there at 5. On April the 15th, from 8 until 11 in the Fellowship Hall, there will be a breakfast, uh, and that will be uh, a donation uh, for that breakfast. Uh, next Sunday is Easter. We're having sunrise service at 6.30. Is that right? Okay. And Brother Cooper is going to be preaching that. Is that right? So next Sunday, Easter, you've got four chances uh, to come and worship. You've got 6.30 for sunrise. You've got 10 o'clock for Sunday school. You've got 11 o'clock for your regular morning service, and you've got 6 that night for a Sunday evening. Uh, so plenty of chances. I uh, hope to see all of you there for all of those or most of those. Uh, and then, uh, let me see, I thought I had one more announcement. The 15th, going to be a youth service here, and that is at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Is that right? Okay. And, uh, Stone and Slate will be preaching at that. So for the breakfast on the 15th, um, the youth group is going to help clean up for that breakfast. So um, if you are a youth, please uh, make sure that you are at the breakfast. And then also on the 15th after the youth service, we plan on having pizza. And I do have a fun game for the youth and even young adults, whoever wants to participate. So you should wear some comfy pants or bring some comfy pants for after that. Um, and then on the 16th is our normal youth group day. So the youth service is the 15th, and that's a Saturday. Um, so two weeks from today, the 16th is our normal youth group day. Um, however, a couple of the girls that are in the youth group are in a play, and we have several that would like to go support them. Um, so we're not going to be having youth group that day. Um, instead, we're going to be getting together after our evening service, and um, we're going to host and have everybody over to our house. So if you are a youth, um, it doesn't matter if you're a younger youth, an older youth, or a younger adult, or even an older adult. If you want to come over and hang out that Sunday night, you're more than welcome to. And then um, we are going to start back up um, on the third Sunday night of every month. We are going to get together um, after our evening services. And if um, we're either going to have it here in the fellowship hall or um, us leaders are going to alternate houses. So, and then one more date is um, May 6th is when Samaria is going to be having their youth service and Neil is taking care of that. And we do plan on going to that. So put that on your calendar as well. So, yes. Um, and on the 15th for that breakfast, um, the youth group um, was asked to sing at 10 a.m. So um, make sure you're there by 10, and we're also going to clean up, too. Yeah, communion service, uh, communion service and foot washing, and uh, I'd be tonight and uh, pray for that. That's very important. And now, that youth meeting is for all ages, and that breakfast is for all ages, 
And so everybody, please come and uh, be part of that. That's, that's, I'm looking forward to all that. I everything was announced. I was looking forward to it. Oh. Oh, the money is uh, going uh, for that breakfast. The donations are going uh, to fix up that upper room that the young people use. And uh, anything more you want me to tell? Uh, okay. And so uh, we're glad that we're able to use that room after a while. We thought we might not be able to, but we're going to be able to use it. It needs some uh, things done, some upgrades, some money spent. And so that money from that breakfast uh, is dedicated to helping our young people with that project for the room they use for Sunday school and other meetings. Okay. Anything else? All right. If not, we'll ask everybody to see to stand. And we'll ask Brother Carl to pray dismissal. Money 